It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Trent Copeland and Michael Karianis with you this morning on SEN Summer Brecky, Wednesday the 31st of January. Oh, it's a beautiful day. It is a beautiful day, MC. SEN 1170 AM here in Sydney. We are in the chairs for Vossi and Brandy. And for the first hour, we've got those of you listening on SENQ 693 AM in Brizzy as well. Patton Heels along from 6 AM Queensland time. And good morning to you. Everyone listening across the SEN network and the SEN app. Plenty of sport we're going to discuss this morning. Wayne Bennett throws his hat in the ring to coach New Zealand. MC, hardly a shock. Feels like he's coached everyone over the years. Maybe barred New South Wales. Yes, good morning, Copes. Yes, um, <laughs> Wayne Bennett has said publicly the only side that he would not coach, New South Wales. New South so he's Wales. happy to coach against Australia. Just uh, the Queensland roots in him. Stay strong. Mm. The other stories we'll discuss, where you rank ODIs in the cricket pecking order ahead of uh, Australia and the West Indies starting on Friday, I think it is, at the MCG. Uh, and a story about the Americans that are awarded the Olympic gold after Russian doping violation, two years after the Winter Games were held. Uh, we're going to have a couple of great guests on this morning. Rabbitohs CEO Blake Solly and former Aussie skipper SEN Tazzy's own Captain Tim Payne. So it's it's going to be a good morning, but I want to start. Mm. Yesterday, you were off for your first day of work. Yes. Now, you've been on hiatus. Yes. You've well, clearly had... Holidays. You know? Yeah, holidays, family time. You said you were going to get in, go through the entire phone book. Yep. And make some calls and start digging, mm. getting into the big stories. Now, I have the Daily Telly in front of me. <laughs> Yes. I see Pete Bedell, yep. Dave Riccio, Dean Ritchie, <laughs> uh, I know where Ben Horn, Dan Cherney. All the big guns. Beck Williams. I don't see Karianis anywhere in the sports section. You need to pace yourself, Copes. It's a long year. It's a long, long year. It's a big campaign. I mean, And people, you don't want to fire your shots too early. These poor people have been working their backsides off all break. Yeah. You come in and you are back to take the reins. <laughs> and I see nothing in nothing. the Telegraph. No, no, a few air swings yesterday. <laughs> um, but, uh, 
you know, you just got to plant the seed, ring everyone, tell them you're back. So what you're telling me is there was people, you know, when you can actually have eye shot of someone, see that you are calling them, mm. see it be screened. Yeah, eye rolls. Eye Go rolls. On, oh, oh, God, no, he's, he's back. back. <laughs> yes. No doubt. I'm sure a, a, a few people did that. There's no doubt about that. We're not always the most welcomed phone call. But no, yesterday was just about touching base. Well, the next couple of days will be about just touching base with people, lining up some meetings because it's a good time to go out and and meet people. And um, because, you know, it does get harder in the season because the pressure of wins and losses, short turnarounds, travel uh, for, for coaches and chief executives and, 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 you know, officials in the game. So now's the time to do all that sort of stuff um, when the pressure isn't as on um, in terms of uh, the constant rugby league news cycle. So it's about forming relationships developing new relationships and um just touching base with everyone and, and planting the seed to let them know that you're back and um you know there's a few things on the boil but nothing that's sort of set in stone yet hopefully a better day today mm, better day today we started yesterday's show talking about jimmy smith yes so coming back to work i know you've had a little pot shot at me already <laughs> but one story that I might be working on is a feud within this building. Wow. Copeland v. Smith. Mm. Former athletes turned media commentators uh, are now going at it. You had your say yesterday on, on Jimmy Smith's plan for a, a four-day test. Yep. Um, and, and we spoke about it quite extensively on this show. And then Jimmy had his right of reply um, after midday. How the hell would Trent Copeland know? He's a failed wicketkeeper who's now transitioned into being an NRL super coach Nuffy. Super coach Nuffy, which is true, though. Uh, It is. It is true. Failed wicketkeeper also true. It's actually probably one of the nicest things that's been said about me for a long time, Jimmy. (laughs) So we're going to stay on this story. It might be where I I pull all my resources in, Coves, but... (laughs) Later in the show, we're going to hear the longer audio of Jimmy's um, shot or potential shot at you, mm. and you might get another right of reply. Yeah, uh, the text line, 0457 736 736. Feel free to have your swing at me while we're here. May as well. <laughs> Tell me what you really think, as you always do uh, on the text line. But another one we want to hear from you on, uh, the open line, 1300 01 1170. We'd love to. Your calls as well. Uh, Wayne Bennett and the New Zealand coaching gig. So we have just mentioned off the top of the show that Wayne Bennett has coached basically everyone in the game. Uh, But it got us thinking on how it sits with you when your own countrymen or women, you had a crack at me yesterday for singing the New Zealand national anthem. I mean, surprised you haven't put your hand up to coach them. (laughs) Only because they wouldn't let me do it. Um, I mean, it's not singing the anthem is not coaching the other team to try and beat us. Mm. So how does it sit with you that firstly you, but I want to hear you, the listener, uh, what you think about Australians coaching other teams or even in vice versa, uh, when, you know, Mickey Arthur, for example, was coaching Mm. the Australian cricket team as a South African. Um, another example, Mike Hussey was England's assistant coach at the cricket world cup. You know, with good friend Matthew Mott as the head coach. So Brendan McCullum as the coach of the test team. Yeah. How does it sit with you that 
we have not our own countrymen or women coaching our national teams? It's interesting. Um, I found, like, if we're dominant in, in a sport, it, like, I, I don't see the day where a non-Australian's coaching the Australian rugby league team. And I don't think we should have seen a time where a non-Australian was coaching the Australian cricket team because we have unlimited essential resources. We've got the best of the best involved in the game. On the flip side, if you look at, you know, the Socceroos and particularly at a time where Australian soccer probably wasn't as as strong and didn't have the foundations as, as it does now and, and the caliber of people um, available and, and we went outside Australia to find um, the best candidate. So I think you, you've got to choose the best candidate in, in that instance. But if it's close or 50-50, you always have to back the Australian, mm. right, in, to, to coach the national side. I, my preference is for the national coach of any sporting body in Australia to be Australian. Yeah. Like we've seen it with the Wallabies a, a lot. Yeah. That the Wallabies shouldn't have. <laughs> uh, you know, do you know what I mean? Like with those, with those sports where we're entrenched and I know the Wallabies haven't had success for a, a while now, but I, I don't know. I, I don't love it. Wayne Bennett, obviously um, having Wayne Bennett involved will bring um, some intrigue back into test footy. It'll, it'll set up a, 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 if he's the coach, obviously Stacey Jones has put his hand up as has Nathan Kalis. So yep. two captains of New Zealand in the past and, you know, forging their own paths in, in, in the coaching setup have, have put their hands up. Um, obviously, Michael Maguire was the last coach of the Kiwis, and Aussie, who's now coaching the New South Wales side, and Michael Maguire had success the last time he coached the Kiwis. So, Yeah, I mean, the, the question that I have for you, I guess, Mick, is how far down the line do you draw it? Because could a New South Wales cricketer coach Queensland? Yeah. You know, like there's only so many... Sporting jobs. Well, it does happen, right? Well, Phil Jake's coach does Queensland. Happen, yeah. And... So that's my point, right? Because if you say that, you know, ethically or morally that you you don't want people to be coaching. I wouldn't go as opposition. strong as to say it's ethic or morals. It's a preference, yeah. I'd say. You know, I, I'd say the fact that um, it's my desire, and this is pipe dream stuff sometimes as well because there are just no candidates available, but my desire would be to have an Australian lead an Australian team. Yeah. That is my desire. Whether or not that works out, it's not uncomfortable. For, I think having Mickey Arthur as Australian coach was uncomfortable because mm. I don't think there's a reason why we don't have an Australian capable of coaching the Australian cricket team. Would you? Yeah. It was uncomfortable for a few players <laughs> when they had to do the homework. Homework, too. yes. How were you at homework as a kid? How would you have gone on that tour? Uh, you would have done it. You would have been a teacher. I'm a crammer. You would have I would done have it. done it the night before. Well, at least you would have done it. Or maybe 10 minutes before. <laughs> Whether I would have shown up to the meeting. Uh, you oh, know, the, you would have shown up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, Sean Tate is the West Indies bowling coach. The text that would come in uh, this morning. Yeah, good point. Uh, no name on that text. So please let us know your name in future. 0457 736 736. Have your say. Should we have Wayne Bennett coaching New Zealand? Should we have others coaching national teams that are Australian? Helping them beat us. It doesn't seem all that right, but let's get to the open line one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. James from Hornsby. Good morning to you. Good morning, gentlemen. Um, national coaches should be Australian. What about the Matildas? Who's coaching that? What country is he from? Before He's Graham Arnold, Swedish, how many Australians yeah. actually coach the Socceroos? I think the only reason we get the uh, them is 
well, let's look at, okay, Podge Cancelo, Ange over there, he's improved and that. But with cricket, we've got the players, the ex-players. Yeah. We've got that expertise in those sports. That's why we can have a national one. But if we can't, and they haven't got it, and there's someone else who's better, isn't it better to have the best coach to get the best out of your national team than just, oh, well, we've got to have an Aussie in there, and he's not as good? Yeah, I, I agree with that, James. And that goes to my point of the depth in the cricket and, and rugby league compared to soccer. And, and that's why they've had to yeah. go outside of um, the, the Australians for, for you know, the, the Socceroos and, and the Matildas over the last period or a decent period. Obviously, Graham Arnold's there now and Postacoglu had, uh, you know, coached the, the Australian set up too. But well, then shouldn't we bring in uh, some sort of system where, you can get people who are in coaching to get them through some kind of like a coaching academy or whatever so we can improve our local coaches. No doubt. So hopefully in the future we have our national coaches. No doubt. No doubt. I agree with that, James. James, you are talking way too much sense. Way too much sense for 6.15 in the morning. Oh, shit. Is that early in the morning? I'm making sense. Oh, God, no. (laughs) Just getting home, James, or what's going on? Look out, school kids. (laughs) Look out those school kids when they get on that bus today. Oh, I'll be just at the end of their life to make up for this. Uh, love your work, James. Thanks for the call this morning. All right, guys. Have a good day. Keep on listening. Bye. Good on you. Good on you. Uh, MC, look, that's where I sit with all of this is that um, when available, I'm with you. Mm. Um, but at the elite level, if you're not seeking the best candidate yep. for a job, you're not doing your due diligence and you're leaving – your players well and truly at the risk of not performing at their best, which really in this day and age is not acceptable. So um, if you're New Zealand and you've got an opportunity to hire Wayne Bennett as your coach and you think that is the best thing for New Zealand, why wouldn't you do it? Yeah, if you think he's the guy that can bring you a a World Cup, for sure. It's interesting with Wayne because he's in the final year of his contract at the Dolphins. Um, You know, he's getting on. Now, Wayne, um, whether or not the New Zealand coaching job is enough to keep him stimulated, I guess, in terms of a head coaching position, because there's no guarantee that he'll coach beyond this year. I think he wants to. And if an NRL club came knocking, yeah, you know, he, he would do it. Um, he's now at the stage now where if I'm an NRL club and I think I can win a comp, then he's a two two year fix. Yeah. Yeah. That's a fair call. Here's a question without notice, MC. Uh, Mark has texted in on the uh, Edgewater Homes text line, 0457 736 736. Michael, when are the All-Stars teams going to be named? Yeah, you I'm know? not sure, Mark. I'll, I'll find out today and come back with an answer tomorrow. Okay. That wasn't one of your calls yesterday? Not around the All-Stars, no. No, mm. but I'll, um, I'll I'll make a note of that and I'll have an answer tomorrow. Love that. Go away and... Do your work. Do my uh, homework. Uh, yeah, Mickey Arthur uh, style. <laughs> exactly right. Uh, this is Summer Brecky here on SEN. It's Trent Copeland and Michael Carianis with you. A reminder, Vossi and Brandy, they are back Monday, February the 12th, and we are here for Brighton's Lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness? Contact Brighton's Lawyers. Your texts and calls are next right here on the Home of Sport, Sydney's SEN, 1170 AM. SEN 
SEN Summer Brekkie is SEN 1170 AM here in Sydney. A high chance of showers today, becoming less likely tonight, heading for a top of 26 in the city and in the west. And good morning. If you're in Brizzy, you're with us for another half hour before Patton Hills will be along. Partly cloudy day for you and a top of 30 degrees. Just quickly, MC, the Australian Cricket Awards mm. on tonight. I'm reading in... The Daily Telegraph, Ben Horn, who's normally all over this sort of stuff. Yep. Leading contenders for the Allen Border Medal. He's got, I'm assuming, in order of potential preference, Mitchell Marsh at the top of the list, Usman Kawaja, Travis Head, David Warner, Pat Cummins, and Marnus Labuschagne. And then for the Belinda Clark Medal, Elise Perry, Ash Gardner, Annabelle Sutherland, Beth Mooney, Elisa Healy, Phoebe Litchfield, and Talia McGrath. Mm, we might do some predictions a little later on. We're going to have your, you're going to announce your winner. Oh, okay. Your winners. Winners. Later in the show. Um, as a former winner of an award on that night, what happened to, where, where is your <laughs> young Bradman Cricketer of the Year award? That's a great question. You it's don't know in, where it is? No, no. It's in my parents' uh, place in Bathurst. Okay, cute. Yeah. There's a little. Uh, little shrine? Yeah, shrine. Is there? Of, uh, can we, science, have a, can we see a photo? Shirts. Uh, yep. I'm sure I can organize that. I'd like to see that. Where's your baggy green? Uh, in my house, in a, in its little, you get an Albion, um, sort of inscribed bag with your name and your test number on it. And, um, it's in that, in a nice little safe tucked away place. Never Certainly it, not on display. Ever put it back on? No. What about the, where's your blue bagger? Yeah, it's in my cricket bag, actually. Oh, still? You haven't unpacked your cricket bag? <laughs> Since I retired. Really? <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. You haven't unpacked your game, your cricket bag for a year now? Yeah. Where is it? In the garage or something? Yeah, in the garage. What's in it? I mean, where else am I going to put that stuff? What's in it? Cricket gear, Michael. Has unwashed? No, not my clothes. Well, your hat's in I'm there. Talking... What else is in there? Well... All my, literally my playing gear and my spikes and all that sort of yeah, stuff. Just but, in there. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't think this is outlandish. Have you not put the pads on since at no. all? No. You picked up a bat. I retired from... so that I didn't have to do that. thought you'd like <laughs> head down to the local nets. With my baggy blue on? Yes. Oh, come on, MC. <laughs> come on. Uh, That'd be some wear and tear in that one. Your hat, hey. Did it oh, ever have to get repaired? or did It's you ever, a disgrace. Did you repair it or how did, how did that work? No, never repaired it. And... It's in, you could barely make out the emblem. Okay. The New South Wales emblem. It's, yeah, it's copper pizzling over the years. Yeah. Um, but it's character, it's, you know, the uh, representation of blood, sweat and tears. And, you know, that's why the, you know, a lot of people made jokes about Davey Warner's baggy. Mm. Regardless of what happened with that scenario, losing that thing yeah. is everything to you. Yeah. So... Uh, funny story, when you asked, have I put my baggy back on? When I was dropped from the national side, I, I think you might be privy to this story. I was going to ask you about this. Yeah, so uh, I'm sort of mid-20s, um, certainly still playing in domestic Taking plenty cricket. of wickets for New South Wales yeah, still. Definitely ambitions to be still playing for my country. Um, and for my wife is Kim Green, who's played you know, almost 20 years in netball at the elite level, played a lot for Australia. Um, didn't know cricket, you know, when we first started dating, things like that. Um, so I bring my baggy back home and we're moving house and Kim's like, oh, why don't you frame it? 
And which is a, gen, you know, for the yeah. your average punter out there, that is a genuine question. Yeah. I'm like, I would still like to like, you know, wear this yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to not frame it so yeah. that I can actually put it back on my head. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, 0457 <laughs> 736 736. Who do you think will win the Allen Border Medal and the Belinda Clark Medal? It's going to be an interesting night tonight, as it always is at the Australian Cricket Awards. So... Earlier, we were talking about Jimmy Smith having a crack at you, Copes, on, mm. on, on his show. And um, for those that missed it, we'll just play that little snippet again. How the hell would Trent Copeland know? He's a failed wicketkeeper who's now transitioned into being an NRL super coach, Nuffy. So we go back a long way, Copes, you, you and I. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I, I need to stand up for you here. That was a sledge from, from Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to start a little bit of a mornings v lunchtime war. Okay. Well, it looks like it's already started. A breakfast <laughs> v v lunchtime. I, I don't really need to pour fuel on this fight, but I will because mm. I like to do that. So I want to throw it back to the listeners. Have you got a, sl- a Jimmy sledge that Copes can fire back with? Give us a call or, or send us a text and and let us know exactly um, what you could have in store. Yeah. We might have a call from uh, young Charles Goodsir, maybe on that topic. Uh, <laughs> any tips for me there, Charles? And how was Tradies News in a Nutshell this morning? Uh, good morning. Uh, Tradies News in a Nutshell was terrific, as always. Uh, I might save my Jimmy Sledges for off-air. <laughs> I think it might get me in a little bit of trouble. Uh, and HR might contact yeah. me a little bit later. Fair call, fair call. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy is the open line, Oh four five seven. 736-736 is the Edgewater Homes text line. Yeah, get, let me know what I should be saying back to Jimmy. Uh, yeah, four-day test matches. It's it's one of those things. Um, we've had plenty of texts coming in this morning. Um, the Shoalhaven doctor said, the medal has been complained about for years when Warney couldn't win because he gave away limited overs cricket near the end of his career. Kawaja should win it this year, but won't because he doesn't play for Australia in the limited over games. The medal should be based solely on test performances. Interesting point of view. I mean, the, the whole point about the best player for Australia is that it encompasses every mm. match that Australia plays. Um, there is still a hell of a lot of prestige that comes with being the test player of the year, uh, as Uzi was in the ICC awards that were just given out recently. So, look, fair point. It's it's a tough one, um, but unfortunately, it's just the way it goes. I think it's got to incorporate every game for Australia. Mm. I don't think you can... And that, they do differentiate, as you said, having individualised awards for test and ODI. And, and there's the different like. weightings as well. Yeah. So it is it is heavily weighted towards test cricket. Mm. And that's why I think Usman is definitely still in the mix to even win that award because yeah. of how well he's done in test cricket. Anyway, we'd love to hear from you. Tell us your thoughts. Plenty more to talk about after the break. <laughs> Thanks, Vanessa. Brecky is powered by Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. If you're just waking up, here is some of what's making news. A uh, quick EPL update, uh, MC. I'm not sure who you're a fan of, but there are plenty of games going on this morning. Nottingham Forest and Arsenal have just kicked off. That's four minutes into the first half, nil all at the moment. Luton Town v Brighton, Fulham v Everton kicking off. 6.45am Sydney time at Crystal Palace v Sheffield and 
Aston Villa v Newcastle. That's at 7.15am. Uh, there's also Women's Champions League going on this morning. Real Madrid v Hacken. Paris FC v Chelsea with no Sam Kerr. Bayern Munich versus Paris Saint-Germain and Ajax v Roma. So plenty going on in the world of football this morning. And well, just quickly, do you follow anyone in the Premier League? Uh, we came up with last summer Newcastle. Oh, yeah, not a bad time to get alive. Yeah, but I've got tune. The tune. Okay. Wayne Bennett has thrown his hat into the ring for the vacant New Zealand coaching gig. We've been asking whether you're happy at your fellow countrymen and women coaching against Australia. We had a few texts coming in on that topic this morning on 0457 736 736. Tell us what you think. Uh, We were just talking about the Australian Cricket Awards tonight. Mitch Marsh shaping as the hot favourite to take out his first Allen Border medal tonight. I don't know whether he is my pick, but... Certainly the favourite in the Daily Telly from Ben Horn today. Uh, Elise Perry and Ash Gardner are said to be battling it out for the Belinda Clark medal. We'll discuss that in more detail a little later. Now, this is big news. Mm. Cricket legend, Pakistan cricket legend Imran Khan has been sentenced to 10 years in jail in Pakistan for leaking state secrets. Khan has been fighting dozens of cases since he was ousted from power in 2022. That's big news, MC. Messy. Obviously, very, very messy mm. over there. Yeah. you. I guess there's corruption everywhere in leadership, in politics and things like that. But uh, he's certainly one of those icons of sport and I mm. particularly cricket. Um, a shame to see what's unfolding over there. Uh, Rugby Australia CEO Phil Waugh has opened up about the reasoning behind appointing Joe Schmidt to succeed Eddie Jones as the Wallabies coach. Here's Phil on SEN Sports Day last night, starting off here with Matt Rogers. Mate, oh, I did want to congratulate you on the appointment of Joe Schmidt. Looking at his resume, it, it certainly seems like he's the guy to to lead the Wallabies uh, out of the doldrums. What was it that the board saw in, in Joe Schmidt and, and, and in him gaining his appointment? Yeah, well, I think you look at his track record. He spent time in France at uh, Clermont Montferrand, did particularly well there. Then he went to Leinster and won European Championships. Uh, then went and coached uh, Ireland uh, you know, for six years and had three... Um, Six Nations Championships. Um, went from there back to uh, New Zealand to Auckland where uh, you know they won 15 games straight with the Blues. Um, and then he jumped into the All Black environment that was probably going downwards a, a little bit at the time his, uh, of him joining the All Blacks. And uh, they turned around and you know, lost the, the final by points. Um, so his track record's uh, you know, particularly good. And you know, if you think about uh, the coaching environment, and again, you've seen this enough, it's, uh, it's about the, you know, the, the, the team they put around them and, uh, and creating an environment and, and culture that you know, the best assistant coaches want to be a part of it. And uh, he's got a track record of doing that as well. So you know, it's really exciting to have a, a coach of his experience and, and that international experience because you know, coaching super rugby is very different to, uh, to coaching at uh, a test level. And uh, he's had enormous experience and success at test level. It's an interesting point of view. And I mean, the track record speaks for itself. Mm. What do you think about the appointment? Oh, I've never, to be fair, I've never heard of him. Before he became Wallaby's coach. Say that would echo many people's thoughts. That's uh, probably my level of knowledge of of the, rug, the rugby union outside the Australian setup. But um, it, it feeds into our talk topic too around, you know, overseas people coaching yep. Australia. We, we've seen in the last, well, we saw Eddie Jones have no success. Michael Checker had success. You know, Robbie Deans has coached Australia. So there's been a few. Uh, Dave Rennie, there's been a few. Um, people from outside Australia coach the Wallabies and 
at, at, you know, recently they've just had no success. So um, if Joe can bring that, uh, ARU won't care. No. what his nationality is, and nor, nor will the Australian public. Exactly right. Uh, you can text us on the Edgewater Homes text line this morning, 0457 736 736. Edgewater Homes Mortgage Fund, up to $1,500 a month off your home loan. T's and C's apply. That text number again, 0457 736 736. We've had plenty wanting to have their say and, and get in on the sledges of Jimmy Smith. Yeah. Thank you for going into bat for me. We'll get to those in just a moment. One sticks out to me here from Widgie. Jimmy was a winger, pretty much a touch dug with muscles. There's a couple of good sledges coming in. I don't know if that's correct. He wasn't a winger. Yeah. Oh, hey, factual statements (laughs) don't need to be a part of this. Feel free to make it up. (laughs) Uh, We're going to give you a chance. Uh, The lines are open as well. Uh, 1-300-01-1170. We'll get to that stuff after the break. We're here for Bryden's Lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness. Contact Bryden's Lawyers. Your text and calls in just a moment. SEN Summer Brecky, Trent Copeland and Michael Carianis with you this morning. A reminder, Vossi and Brandy are back on deck for Brecky Monday, Feb 12, Super Bowl Day. Uh, and we're getting your opinions all morning this morning. one 300 on the open line and 0457-736-736 is the Edgewater Homes text line. Been asking about Australians coaching mm. other teams overseas. We've been inciting our listeners, you out there, to tell me how I can sledge Jimmy back, Jimmy Smith. There's a few in there. There's a few in there. Let's roll through a few. I've got one here, Michael, saying I think he was a winger, not just saying he wasn't a winger. For a league journal, that says it all. For the record, he played on, apparently, the second row. That's from no one with a name. Thank you. (laughs) I know what position Jimmy Smith played. It was a text message that said he was a winger, and I corrected that because I know he played in the back row. Okay. little jab at you for the morning. Yeah, I don't mind getting jabbed when I'm wrong. Yeah. But, but not when you're right. I know what position Jimmy <laughs> Smith played. You can sledge me about my knowledge of lots of other sports. Okay. So the Kirribilli Panther has said, Jimmy's had more clubs than a caveman. <laughs> <laughs> Charles is having too much fun. Yeah. I like this one. Mark. My Trent Sledge for Jimmy. At least I played for my country. Um, in, as you said, my second preferred position. How many games for your country did you play? <laughs> <laughs> That's very good. The skull laugh. I'm a fan of that. Uh, Is this what Jimmy needs to wake up to? Yeah. We're going to get the death stairs as he walks in the building. Bit of early sledging. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Craig has texted in and said, the good thing is if Wayne takes the New Zealand job, Trent can possibly teach him how to sing the national anthem. (laughs) 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 One thing we won't see. How many laughs do we have? Please don't do mine. Mine is horrific. Uh, one thing we won't see is Wayne Bennett singing the national anthem. You don't think so? He doesn't. He barely moves his face. He doesn't sing the <laughs> He'll Australian He'll do it from like. the side of his mouth, though, if he does it. <laughs> Legendary coach. I can't I can't fathom him getting into it. Imagine Wayne Bennett at the middle of a harker. Whoa. <laughs> his head just pops up from the middle. <laughs> 
Seriously. Oh, that would be outstanding. I'd pay good money to watch that. That, that would, that be would fill a stadium. If there was news that filtered through that Wayne Bennett was going to be in the middle of the Harker. It was like a couple of years ago in the South dressing room where we see him dancing, where the, the dressing room cameras caught him dancing. He had like a... a like oh, I didn't a, see this. Yeah. He had like a prep school jumper over his... Uh, wearing it, but not having it on, just sort of over it. Um, and then, you know, he's dancing around with the boys and, you know, just getting amongst it. And that's probably the way we don't get to see that um, the players love him for. Yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> he's an interesting cat, but no doubt. He's, if he takes the New Zealand job, I've got no doubt they'll do really well because mm. they've got the cattle. Uh, and if they can be going in the right direction, they're as good as anyone. Speaking of footy, uh, a few of the uh, news stories around. Um, outside of Wayne Bennett, uh, I mean, you mentioned Raymond Faitala Mariner yesterday yep. in the signing for the Dragons. Um, there's a Seagulls winger named Christian Tupelotu. Mm. Can you tell us yeah. the story there? Yeah, so Christian's got a, a couple of years left on, on his Manly deal, and, and Manly have given him permission to explore the market. Okay. Um, you know, he's probably fallen behind a little bit in, in the pecking order there with Garrick and Saab and they've signed Jackson Palo and, and Tommy Talau uh, yep. uh, as well there. And um, Manly thought that Lawton was going to head to the Super League and that would have enabled them to promote Nathan Brown into the top 30. That's not going to happen now. Um, so they need to create um, a little bit of space to, to try and bump Nathan Brown out who's competing for a... A, a top 17 spot come round one. Apparently he's been training awesome. They've been so impressed with him. So they think they've got enough depth on, on the outside backs. Like they're quite happy if Christian stays, he's not been forced out of the club. Yeah. Right. But speaking to just in the best interest of him, him instead of playing reserve, potentially playing reserve grade, they think he's a first grader. Um, Shane Flanagan uh, got to know him at the, at Manly last year when he was an assistant coach and he's keen to, to get him there. He's not the only club. I think, you know, the Tigers might look at him. Um, with David Norfoluma gone. Um, so the, there's that potential. The Junior Tupu going to the Dolphins next yep. year as well. So there's um, a, an opening there in, in the outside back. So um, I think Christian will move on because I think there'll be a market for him. Um, the Dragons are definitely keen. Whether or not he ends up there, I'm not exactly sure. But there are some some options for him to um, move on before the start of the season. And I probably expect that to happen. Yeah, and that would pave the way for Manly to upgrade Nathan Brown into their top 30. As you mentioned, we had a text saying, morning, interesting to see Greg Inglis helping out at the Tigers. That was the other mm. story we were going to maybe touch on as he was spotted decked out in West Tigers gear at the club's Concord headquarters over the weekend. The Herald reporting he's been brought into the fold to mentor the young fullback, young superstar of the game, Jareen Buller. Mm. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, it's obviously he's, Greg Inglis has a very, very close relationship with Shane Richardson, the, the new CEO. So this would no doubt be um, Richo bringing Greg into the fold. And, um, you know, in terms of a, a mentor, Greg Inglis is outstanding because he's been through yeah. a lot on and off the field. Um, you know, his positional play was outstanding. Um, he, his attacking prowess was amazing. So to, to get someone like him to help Jerome Buller, I think it's a, a win for the West Tigers. Yeah, no doubt about that. Uh, we're SEN Summer Brecky, Trent Copeland and Michael Karianis with you this morning and we're powered by Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. In just a moment, we'll have a look at what's happened on this day in history. MC, as always, he comes with his research. Uh, he's very, 
very knowledgeable, this guy. He should almost be a journo or something. <laughs> uh, and later in the show, Blake Solly from the Rabbitohs and former Aussie skipper Tim Payne are going to join us, as well as MC's Players Under Pressure segment. We're going to touch on the Dragons and the Warriors today. Welcome back. It's SEN Summer Brecky here with Trent Copeland and Michael Karianis this morning. Uh, the Aussie women's team, as they do so often, they win last night in the T20 against South Africa to take out the T20 leg of the multi-format series against South Africa, defeating the visitors yesterday by five wickets in Tassie at Blunston Arena in Hobart. Beth Mooney, she is an absolute superstar. Elisa Healy, Elise Perry... Even Phoebe Litchfield these days getting all the headlines. But Beth Mooney, 82 from 55 balls. Ash Gardner as well gets all the headlines. Uh, and she often flies under the radar, but she's done it again for Australia. The other Aussie out there, Ben Simmons, made his return, long-awaited return into the NBA yesterday. 10 points, 11 assists, and eight boards. It's a man that, Whenever he plays, he seemingly has an impact at the highest level in the NBA, but he just can't seem to stay mm. healthy. There's all sorts of other sort of speculation around his performances. And Matty Logue has got a story on whether he will participate in the Paris Olympics for the Boomers. What do you think? 0457 736 736 and 1300 Should Ben Simmons play for the Boomers at the Paris Olympics? Uh, it's the 31st of January. And as always, MC, you have come full of research Mm. about what this day has meant over the years. What have you got? In 2020, Cobes, the UK formally completes Brexit, leaving the European Union more than three years after the country voted to part ways. Okay. The late Steve Folkes was born on this day in 1959, a four-time premiership winner and coach of the 2004 Canterbury side. In 1999... This is a show that I really like. Family Guy, first airs in America. It seems today that all you see is violence in movies and sex on TV. But we're in those good old-fashioned values on which we used to rely. Are you a Family Guy man? I did enjoy it. I'm, I'm certainly not a... I've watched every episode, yeah. but... Very easy watching, mm. funny stuff. Yep, a- agreed. I haven't. It's not the Simpsons for me, like in terms of my Simpsons knowledge or the amount of episodes of, of the yep. Simpsons that I've watched. But I, I did enjoy uh, the Family Guy, and the Jackson Five scored their first number one hit in the U.S. on this day in 1970 with this one. What a song, though. I mean, just before 7am Sydney time, just before 6am in Brizzy. And speaking of that, 
If you're listening through SENQ 693am in Brizzy, we now say goodbye. Patton Hill's up next out of the break. If you're listening through SEN 1170am here in Sydney, plenty more to come. Stay with us. Straight after the news, we'll hear from Ryan Pappenhausen and how he's tracking with his return from injury. How are you doing?